Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxi here. DGENs, it's time to talk about DGEN gear. What's the best way to celebrate the holiday season? Religiously? Nope. Musically? Absolutely not. Holiday music is trash. Stylishly? Hell Yes. And every year, especially this one, you can refresh your winter wardrobe with our brand new non-denominational holiday season time DGEN sweater. It's our Hess truck. With creative, well-thought-out designs, you and your in-laws can directly support this podcast and get yourself a sweet sweater. Head on over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the DGEN shop, do yourself a favor, and up your style. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. everybody, Arch here, and it is Monday morning, and we just lost Sex Panther. Al Michaels farted. We had a case of the Mondays. Me and my family, we end up at Golden Corral. All gravy, no risk. You didn't write that copy, did you? That's fucking oh, terrible. Half, half the fucking shit that I get from those people, um, I have to, like, rewrite. They had 420. Well, I had high expectations for, for, for this opening. Taxi Maxi says that. <laughs> is the DGN ranking Comic Sans? The graphics are devolving. How about you, Pat? You, you watch any of the games yesterday? I actually didn't watch any of them. <laughs> it's like, you take fucking pride or happiness in my misery. Like, you're <laughs> <laughs> it's just our competitive spirits, Max. Yeah, you gotta wonder why the Saints aren't choosing to die on a hill. On a hill. On a, on a, on a hill. Yeah. So the Cardinals beat the Titans, but the Packers beat the Cardinals, then the Chiefs beat the Packers, but the Chargers beat the Chiefs, the Chargers lost to the Cowboys, but the Bucks beat the Cowboys, and the Rams beat the Bucks, but then the Titans beat the Rams, and the Titans lost to the Texans, so the best team in football is, I don't fucking know. So. I, I got a glimpse into Max's manager style, he just, just, he just starts flying off the handle and just promising things without even consulting anybody. I think we all learned this in junior high. Ships passing in the gravy. New York should come in and roll over New York. I don't get it. I, I would lean New York, but ugh. counterpoint here. The whole league sucks right now. Yeah, I'm just not drinking that Kool Aid. Rex Ryan was glad he took a picture. Yeah, I know. Rex Ryan was jacking it. Put some yogurt on it. What you're thinking there, Arch? I need to hook up with drunk guy explains again. You're not wrong. It's the children, Arch. We're firing on all cylinders this morning. This, this, this is just jabbing. This is just poking the bear. I'm so happy to be in Philly Panthers holiday. I love it. It's, it's, I can't tell the difference between you and Sex Panther. Oh my God. I, I can. The, the connection sounds great. And then, what's wrong? Future. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast. My name is Saxy Maxi, and today I'm joined by a man who has way deeper thoughts than me. It's Arch Stanton. Arch. Welcome to the Sunday show. Hey, man, what's going on? Do I sound okay? Oh, you sound fantastic. You were saying <laughs> you 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 were mentioning that you were uh, putting some stresses on the voice last. Yeah, night. I had to get a little. I had to get a little loud and a little rowdy last night with some with some customers. So but that, we're good. We're good. You know what? That's that's a sign of a good evening if you at the bar getting uh, loud and rowdy <laughs> with customers. I mean, this this is a sign that we're uh, we're we're making a turn for the for the better, <laughs> right? As I think a society. People- 
I think people had some steam to blow off and they blew uh, it off, you know, right there last night. God, that's the, that's, I mean, I, I, I want to try and find some gross reference to make with that one, but my goodness, they, they're blowing steam all over you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's, 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 I mean, I, I'm happy that you had a good night though. It sounds like overall, like, and, and, and putting the voice to use like that, it's not a bad thing. No, it's, uh, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a sign of, it's a sign of camaraderie. Right, 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 right. I just, you know, I just wish we were still back in the olden times, and this this was a silent podcast. The, this when they made that transition to talkies, it was it's tough. I know, I know. Silent podcast. Uh, it's, are, are those just uh, again movies with words? The moving yeah. word, the moving words, pictures. That's it. We just have <laughs> cards put up, and then Saxy Maxi says, <laughs> "I love it." I would, I would, I would, I would watch it. My dad would watch it. I don't think that our listenership uh, or viewership would be so into it, though. So it's a good thing that you and I have a lot prepared for folks today. Because, in fact, Arch and I have done some discussion of the DC filmography offline. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, we're going to talk some Batman versus Superman. So if you have been avoiding watching this movie that came out, I don't know, what, like seven years ago, six years ago, uh, you can you can fast forward, I guess. But um, we're going to talk about DC movies. And um, <clears throat> I feel this is a valid question. Did the pandemic kill off spoiler alerts? Because, like, everybody had time to to do whatever the hell they wanted and, and pirate whatever the hell they wanted. So, I mean, to you, Arch, are we beyond spoiler alerts at this point? I mean, within, you know, like, you know, 24 hours, obviously you got to <laughs> say something, but I mean, uh, what's your thoughts on that? On spoiler alerts. I, I, I'm not, I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care about spoiler alerts. Really? I don't think it, it should necessarily impact your, your viewing of the movie. I still think if you knew Darth Vader, oh, spoiler alert, Darth Vader was Luke's father. You still would have enjoyed Empire Strikes Back. Spoiler alert to Sex Panther out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, you know, I uh, I, I just downloaded the despecialized editions a little mm. bit ago. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, having having viewed those, you know, maybe I uh, <laughs> maybe with these uh, those films, I, I feel like we should actually introduce Sex Panther to the real version of Star Wars. The one right. the one the one that the one that was from his generation. You know, that, that was released that was released in his time. How does he miss out on that at that age in that time? I mean, just it's so bizarre that he didn't see those movies. It really is bizarre. It really it really is bizarre. But let's get on back to okay. uh, to 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 our uh, to, to our DC filmography related stuff and Batman versus Superman. Uh, uh, here's here's the thing. We have talked a little bit offline and Arch is absolutely a huge movie buff. I am not that kind of movie buff. And my understanding of the film medium is nowhere near as dissertation worthy as what Arch sent me yesterday on Twitter. So um, we're, let's just, let's just start from the top here. Zack Snyder. To me, it sounded like your thoughts on the guy are he has lucked into success. Is that, is that kind of overall your views on the guy? I, I liked Zack Snyder in the beginning. I thought uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake was, was perfectly fine. I, I mean, I still prefer the original, but, and then I thought Watchmen, you know, the more time goes on, I think mm-hmm. I'm, my appreciation for Watchmen grows and grows. It's an easy to watch movie that doesn't give you a headache like most every other superhero movie now. I hear you. I, now, Watchmen, let's save that one for a future because yeah, yeah, because yeah. I can't imagine the kinds of thoughts you have about that movie. If you just like, you know, we're like, oh, Zack Snyder lucked into Batman versus Superman be good. And then you sent me all the stuff that you sent me. Holy shit. Uh, so let's let's actually get into that. In discussing Batman vs Superman, you introduced me to some seriously thematic material that was uh, introduced throughout uh, the movie and kind of was a uh, a vein throughout everything. Now, upon first viewing, my thoughts about Batman vs Superman could be synthesized down to Batman is chonky. 
the design of his new symbol is chonky. And that is funny. I'm, I'm not I'm not very good at uh, analyzing movies, Arch. And so, so those are my thoughts. Now, Arch, you had a lot of deeply developed thoughts, actually, surrounding oh, the similarities between Lex Luthor, Batman and Superman. Can w- Would you like to digress on some of these themes that link these superheroes and villains? Oh, boy. OK, well, I mean, I haven't watched the movie in a while, so I just kind of like skimmed a couple scenes to kind of refresh my memory. Oh, yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, if you guys saw the kind of thing that that Arch sent me yesterday on Twitter, I swear to God, you guys would have no idea that he's just skimmed the movie <laughs> <laughs> well, okay i mean let's just get to it yeah. <laughs> i don't know how much i got yeah. in the tank here yeah i think lex thematically i think this is actually a really interesting movie uh lex batman superman they're all dealing with their place and i think they're all dealing with their fathers mm-hmm. i think lex uh with you know, like no hype hyperbole you know i'm not being hyperbolic here lex views his dad as god and mm-hmm. I think because he views his dad as God, he kind of views himself as a Christ-like figure. And I think the evidence for that is that you know he's, he's in that uh, he's in his tech center, which I think of, he thinks of as his cathedral. Uh-huh. He's feeding that politician Jolly Ranchers. He takes it out and just kind of puts it in, in his mouth, almost mm-hmm. uh, almost Catholic-like in the Eucharist. Just kind of puts mm-hmm. it on his tongue. And then in that same scene, uh, Lex is talking about his father pimping him out for fundraising, and and the line is write checks for Lex. That seems very televangelist to me. That is. That is deeply televangelist. Um, obviously, you know, there's the body of Zod and the blood of Lex becomes uh, doomsday. Okay. And then you can Lex even carries the wound around on his hand like a stigmata, like the wounds of Christ. He shows everybody. My God. <laughs> See, this is this is the depth of stuff that 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 Arch was talking about that is so just it's a lot more than Batman's chunky now. <laughs> <laughs> This is the opposite of Batman's talking now, and I love it. So, so Lex, I, let's assume that Lex yeah. sees himself as Christ, or maybe the Antichrist. I don't know. I think, and, I, and that's what I think he actually sees himself as, because later in the film, there's a lot of quotes. Uh, there's some of the stuff where he is, is frankly, kind of talking about how if uh, if, if if the world uh, – I forget the exact quotes, but he is – I think that he assumes that role of Antichrist is what he does. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And maybe he doesn't view the Antichrist as evil. If you, if you think God is evil and you're the Antichrist, maybe you're good. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when Superman hits a scene, I mean, who could be more godlike than him? So I think it's natural for Lex to turn his hatred of his father to Superman. I mean, one of my favorite little Lexisms that probably gets into his mindset is when they're on the skyscraper, he's got Superman's mom. He's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at the clock and says, mother of God, look at the time. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's it's that's a, it. And his wordplay is unbelievable. Oh, it really is. And I, you know, that's so, so it's so good. And I don't know why people hated him so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, th- I think that the character actually is uh, is something that can really carry dc especially since i've um you know uh, i have taken my batman is chonky mentality and watched the rest of the dc films that have come out since then so don't worry folks we we didn't we're not we're not just talking about a film 2015 and stopping there necessarily but i i've watched all the other uh dc films that have come out since then and to be completely honest i i hear you here and i uh it's uh, these these films thematically have changed a lot, and yeah. it, there's there's a lot of material that is not the same. Uh, it, it it seems like um you know if you look at one of the Suicide Squads versus this oh. film, yeah yeah it's it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I uh, I, I was literally uh, I have 
I, 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 okay, watching the film with the lens of this kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, Christianity allegory, <laughs> I guess would be how you describe it. Um, watching the film with all of that in mind, um, even in just the first hour of the movie, there are probably 15 or 20 quotes that are frankly about a man and God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's all over the place. It's, it's from uh, the jump. The bats lift Superman up into that light, and he calls it the beautiful lie. Uh, yes, yeah, okay, yes, yes. That actually, I totally that that one right there. The beautiful lie. That and uh, with the full quote, the first line of the movie is Batman saying, "There was a time above, a time before. Mm -hmm. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes, but things fall. Things on Earth fall. Yes, and that was that was that was the setup into everything." That's, right, and it, it it makes a lot of sense that that's kind of how this movie has pro or, or progressed with this uh, kind of showing uh, the dichotomy of three different people dealing with their father issues, I guess, or familial issues mm -hmm. overall, and uh, trying to find their place over uh, completely. And it, yeah. it was watching it through that lens was totally different, and it made me think that it made. I'll be honest, it made the Affleck Batman a lot less chonky and more believable to me. <laughs> Well, Batman, he's doing the same thing as Lex, but yeah, very similar to Lex. But, you know, Batman views himself in very mythological terms. I think, you know, he, he's embracing myth. And uh, it, I think Batman, it, to start the movie, has lost his moral compass, too. He sees Superman as a threat, just like Lex. Mm -hmm. But instead of seeing Superman as like a threat to his legacy or his power, he sees Superman more as a, a threat to humanity in quotes, I guess, because he doesn't really see Superman as a person. He sees him as a God or a devil too. Right. And, and the thing that you need to have the silver bullet for that, that right. you know, that right. they keep bringing that, that Lex is kind of seeking for in this, uh, uh, you know, bringing back, uh, uh, I'm sorry. What was the whole, uh, uh, the, the CGI guy in this movie, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the doomsday doomsday. There we go. And that, by the way, I, I know that as the DC films progressed in the series, you started to, I, I, I would say, wane in your enjoyment <laughs> of, of, of CGI <laughs> and, and they're leaning on CGI throughout the series. But I mean, the way that that, uh, that doomsday developed um, after, you know, uh, getting shot into or punched into space by <laughs> Superman and then getting hit by the nuclear weapon. That the way that the character actually transforms beyond that, and it's it, it was it's it's kind of fun. It's it is really fun. It's it's a really good villain. That's, that's yes. like that's like uh, what they did is they separated the brain of the villain from the physical imp uh, imposingness of the villain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they and they CGI'd the physical uh, scary shit that you're supposed to be afraid of, and then the the stuff that is actually like supposed to really like make you shit your pants scared. Lex Luthor is the brain is separate from that. Yes, you know, true. Which, which I think actually was very successful in this movie. Whereas in future offerings, they lean on either full on CGI or an, a, I would say, not as villainous villain. No, you know what I mean? No, no, just snarling CGI bad guy that just wants to destroy everything. Thank you. I'm glad that you said snarling CGI guy before I did because that's because <laughs> those are your words and I want you to be the one who speaks okay. them. <laughs> I want you to be the one who says that. I just, well, I'm so tired of that shit. I hear you, man. Well, and you know, you and I have touched offline about your thoughts on the current DC offerings, but how do they move forward successfully from the current shtick? 
I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't know what you do with this uh, genre anymore. Honestly, I, I really don't. I, Batman versus Superman got so much hate. And I mean, rightfully so. The Martha scene is clumsy. Like the Martha scene is clumsily handled. The ideas behind it are, are interesting, but mm-hmm. the way they did it, not so good. And people came out of that movie upset. They hated it. <laughs> uh, so I mean, we saw a path that superhero movies could take, which was interesting themes and, you know, maybe action sequences that were a little too long because it need to be an hour for two fights. Nah, maybe not, but I, I, I don't know where you go from here. Like people have re- soundingly rejected this type of movie. I Well, and, and that's too bad because frankly, Arch, you have turned me on to a lot of be- like beautiful thematic material that exists in a movie like this. And that frankly adds a lot more intrigue to it and gives me a lot more to talk about with you. And if that's just going away, I mean, we're going to have to watch some low budget, like fan flicks or something like that. We're going to have to transition <laughs> to stuff that actually does uh, bring their hearts to the table. All right. Know? Okay. Yeah, there you go. I mean, maybe, maybe you and I MST3K some stuff that has uh, <laughs> that, that that is like, you know, is beyond copyright or was never copywritten to begin with. Oh, well, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about uh, trying to it, uh, add more content. I mean, that's that's this is uh, relying on the public domain. There's, mm. there's so much goodness to have there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Teenagers from outer space. Next up. Yes, yes. Well, we're playing nine. You got to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, I, do, do you think those some of those folks that have been, you know, um, their their movies were lambasted for being so bad? Is can, can you go back and like recopy? You can't. You can't. You can't copyright that again after the copyright has lapsed, right? No, no, it's done. It's over. It's done. Like if the copyright lapses and you don't renew it or whatever, you know, you know, you know, it's you over. Don't, it's gone. It's, yeah. it's it is public domain. That's why Disney's always in front of it, pushing the copyright laws, you know, to, to make them last longer. Like you know, uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would yeah. be in public domain now. But Disney's always, uh, you know, uh, lobbying to get the copyright laws extended right before they expire. Goodness, wow! And you know, actually, and I was thinking about, I was looking at musical copyright stuff. There, someone's going to start pushing the buttons on musical copyright stuff soon because stuff from the twenties is starting to become available. And uh, like, uh, I think even the early is it like th- there is some reasonable material in the thirties that is actually of mm-hmm. uh, once that stuff becomes public domain. There's some stuff in the thirties and from the forties, especially that actually at least to my ears is the beginnings of like jazz and real music. And so it'll be very interesting to see how, when those copyrights starts to go up, uh, what actually happens from a musical perspective, because it's going to be a lot harder from, uh, I, I would say a law uh, fr- from, from the law angle to come at uh, musicians and other people for copyright stuff. And, Frankly, there may be more interesting things. And if you listen to lo-fi music or anything like that, there may be a lot more uh, low-budget music being created oh, <laughs> that, 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 with, with sampling from, from stuff, from material of that time. Are we, are, should we expect like a Paul's Boutique-like uh, album from you just sampling jazz <laughs> from the 30s? Oh my God! I would now. Now that would be fu- that would be some fun stuff. I I don't think so. I, I that's not that's not really my jam. Let's be real here. Like if you if you if you go and you can actually, I don't do the self promotion thing too much. But if you guys go Saxy Maxi on Spotify, I do have some music that is up there. You can listen to it. It's it's not based on music from the 30s, though. I'll okay, be honest. Okay, it it okay. doesn't it doesn't lend itself to music of the 30s. But you know, uh, the sound bender, the guy who I work with, who I do all my stuff with, who uh, produces and 
uh, helps me release everything. He's he's a saint, by the way. Thank you, Sam Bender, for everything you do. He uh, he always loves to base projects on different things. And so, you know, maybe I could try and plant the seed of, uh, you know, just working on material that's copyright has lapsed. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> people love happens. that because because there's so much to do with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. People love it. People love that shit. Oh, yeah. Right. Hell, yeah. Well, Arch. You and I are up recording bright and early on a Sunday morning. We've got all kinds of great lines to look at. Y'all know every Sunday I check on the DJs about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Arch, we don't have anything to talk about in the NFL, do we? You, 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 there's no trends, right? There's nothing trend worthy. This is or, a weird – no, this is a weird season. If you're, you're talking about trends with teams, uh, it's tough. Uh, you know, yeah. you know <laughs> there used to be diamond absolutes. Oh, wow. Thank you. Full circle. There Full circle. Thank you for bringing back that, that Batman quote. Here's I looked up some stats, and here's some things that I looked at, and I found that was kind of interesting. Straight up, just straight up, away teams are 87, 80, and 1. So away teams are winning more than home teams. Right. Against the spread, away teams are 98, 69, nice, and 1. Mm. So against the spread, away teams are also winning at a pretty insane clip. And further than that, Away dogs are winning at a 63% clip. Ooh, there you go. So the home field advantage, is it dead? I mean, do we do we say home field advantage is dead? It, it, it definitely can't be worth two and a half points anymore. No, it was dying, especially in the NFL. It was dying. We saw it. It was getting smaller and smaller each season. I mean, the, the question was, did last season eliminate it, you know, <laughs> with no fans Seriously. in the stands? Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, did that change the mentality of players? Almost. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I still think when the playoffs hit, we're not going to see a Buccaneers team that just goes to everyone's stadium and you know just marches right to the Super Bowl. Right. I, I, I don't see that happening in the playoffs. But in the regular season, yeah, I mean the home field advantage is dead. It's insane. It 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 it, it almost it almost doesn't make sense. It it it's like up is down, left is right. Cats are sleeping with dogs. I I I I honestly feel like there's a lot of games where uh, the the away teams are winning where they just shouldn't be or, or uh, teams that are just not supposed to be winning are winning these games. And, that and could be, that could not be and, and, I mean, not necessarily even in a, like a close fashion, <laughs> you know, well, the, maybe that's maybe it's the home field advantage isn't dead. Maybe just, you know, the, the parody in the NFL's reached some kind of obscene equilibrium that, you know, anybody can be anybody on any given day. It's, it's an absolute true Roger Goodell fever dream. It, it, it really is. This is this is that's what I've been calling parody in the NFL is just an uh, is just the Roger Goodell fever dream is is complete parody. Like every team is either eight, nine and one, eight, eight and one or nine, eight and one. That's oh, what they boy. want. That's that's what they want. That's that's what they want. I think. I mean, because because honestly, then at least it gives every fan base some reason to watch for the entire season. You're not out of it until. Week 10. Week exactly. 11. Hey, no one's out of it right now. It's what is it? Week 12? There's like the no. Lions are out of it. That's about <laughs> it. That's about it. There's a few teams I think we think are probably out of it, even though they're not mathematically eliminated. Okay. You tell me who you think is out of it. Let's uh, fork some teams right now. I think, okay. I think, well, let's see. Just look at this. Miami's done. Uh, are you guys Steelers are, Miami? You guys like Miami today. Oh, they're going to win. But do you, th- do you really see Miami as being a huge threat in the playoffs? No, no, God, no, not. But that doesn't mean that they, they they couldn't be some berserker team that makes the playoffs. Oh, you think they might make the playoffs? I mean, who's who's truly eliminated from the playoffs at this mathematically? Point? I'd have to look, but I mean, it's I'm, just it, it has to be just the Lions. It has to be just the Lions. Um, let, let me look real quick. 
I don't, I don't know. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of reason for me to believe that, frankly, even a team like Miami, they, they, they may be scrubs right now. But, I mean, are I'm they better? As, are could could the Bills lose to Miami later this season? Of course. Could, could that happen? I mean, like, I, I can see that. I could see Miami actually winning these like uh, some games and. I mean, I I don't even know who the hell is playing. They could bring back Matt Moore quarterback, and I think that they could. I think that they could win some some games, like and and, and be reasonably competitive and potentially a berserker team. Jets, Jacksonville, Houston, Miami. Those are all prob. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. I, I question even at five, four, and one. I, I question whether Pittsburgh is a playoff caliber team. Uh, see, and and actually, that leads me in. To my next bet, actually, that I wanted. So here's the thing. Before we do that, we got to squeeze in the ad reads. So let's fucking assholes. All right. I know. I know. But let's talk about those assholes at my bookie. DJ homies. With my bookie, you can bet on the NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, boxing, MLB, and bacon. That's right. My bookie is riding U.S. inflation and is offering a bet based on the U.S. average price of bacon. I don't want to do it, but I know bacon is tasty. and should be expensive so uh, it pains me to take the yes that the national over it uh that the national price of bacon uh one pound of bacon will exceed eight dollars by year end my bookie is well traveled and offers quality odds on basically everything so sign up now using the promo code absolute degen so we can keep the lights on around here and my bookie will give you a bonus deposit of up to one thousand dollars whether you're at home on the go on your laptop or just enjoying pork you can bet win and get paid with my bookie guess who's back back again my bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Oh, boy. Look at that. $8. Ugh. For a pound of bacon. That's tough. That's brutal. I mean, like, okay, folks, uh, like, just peek behind the curtains. I shot at Costco. And if if I see eight dollars for my thick cut hickory smoked Kirkland brand bacon, if I see if I see that rise to that level, I there will be a ruckus. <laughs> there will be a ruckus. I swear. There's <clears throat> it just can't. It just can't. I mean, I will start raising pigs in my in my condo if that's if that's what I need to do to you know in order to have affordable bacon. It's it's too important. Either that or. I'll I'll just uh, turn vegan and you know, Ooh. Ooh, don't do that. I mean, it's about a month before suicide arts. Okay, that's yeah. if you if you if you if you see that if you hear that happening on this end. I mean, here's the thing: the Sax kid is vegan. So, oh, um, is she? 
She is. She is. And so, you know, I will, I, I am, I'm happy to delve multiple meals, even a week into, into, uh, into that pool. But yeah, it's occasionally it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I swear to God, if, if I start doing that full time, I mean, put, uh, you guys need to check me into a hospital. <laughs> All right. right. So I, on the one hand, you have two TVs and a practice golf, golf, uh, golf course <laughs> or your girlfriend. Like, come on now. I, you're She's selling me- veganism and one TV. <laughs> no, 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 no. She has, she hasn't disapproved of, uh, disapproved of the two TVs yet. It's just, I know that it's going to cause issue. Oh, boy. It's just, I know that's going to, you know how life is. You know how life is, Arch. Arch just. I mean, doesn't unicorn put you through this? Unicorn? Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I have nothing to do with the unicorn. Uh, No, my wife doesn't put me through this. (laughs) No. I, okay. I, okay. Well then, you know what? I, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful life that you get to live large. (laughs) I came home the other day and she said, I almost got another cat. And, but I, but I know if I did, you'd leave me. And I said, you're goddamn right. I would. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I'm the one who would say, bring on the cats. (laughs) And I'm deathly allergic. Oh God! I, I'm the one who would say, "Let's have another." <laughs> that's that's me. That's 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 a peek into my lifestyle, because <laughs> I know that I'm going to be out of the house enough with my gigs. You know how life is. <laughs> right. Well, all right. I was I I was trying to transition into talking about my first bet of the day, but before I do that, I was on yesterday's pod. Y'all invited me on Phil Panthers Hole, and I did just that. Here are my already placed NFL picks that I have. I have Buccaneers minus three, Vikings plus three and a half, Chargers and Broncos over 47. This is with my, uh, and I'll get to that. And then the uh, Jets, Texans over 44 and a half. And I'm taking over 49. That was the line that I found. I couldn't Mm. find a 48 and a half. So I took a 49. Mm. Now, part of those bets are uh, my new spread betting strategy. Uh, Before I would bet on a spread and lose pretty much 70 to 80% of the time. So now I'm going against what I think is right. I'm going to bet only $1 at a time, and I'm not going to increase my bet size until I can prove profitable over a 10-game span. This is You got to win six. I got to win six, Arch. You think I can do it? Yes, I believe in you. I mean, it's not going to happen in the first 10, but I'm going to track them, and then if over like a period of 10 I prove profitable, then you know we're going to up it by a dollar. Oh, look at you. Big spender. <laughs> you know it. This, this is the only way that I'm going to eventually improve on this, I think, is by just chastising myself and bet it. Because it was literally I would place like a, a, the, a regular size my bet on one of these things. And it was just me lighting my money on fire. Mm. So this seems like a better option of just uh, really going scattershot and going uh, uh, trying to touch a little bit of everything. But very minimally, very right, minimally. Right, 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 right. Uh, but the, bacon's 556 right now, by the way. That's the national average. You need Fine. to save your money. Maybe betting one dollar is the right way to go. <laughs> you're 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 speaking to me here, Arch, this morning. <laughs> you, you're really you're really speaking to the things that I love, and it's it, it's touching me in a hurtful way. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to my first bet of the day: Steelers at Bengals. Yesterday, I said this was on my short list of games for the week, and damn it, I'm betting it today. I almost had an about face on my original thoughts. Saturday, I love the Bengals in the morning. One whiskey in Saturday night, I talk myself into the Steelers. And Sunday morning today, I am back on the Bengals. I probably should stay away from this because of my flip-flopping, but I really just think the Bengals are the better team here. Steelers last four games. They beat the Browns uh, 15-10. They beat the Bears 29-27. They tied 
tied the moribund Lions and lost to the Chargers 37-41. They frankly appear to be a team that just simply plays to the level of their opponent. And today, I believe the Steelers are going to be seriously outmatched by their opponent. We've talked about how divisional games are weird, and I feel like this is going to be a weird game because the Bengals could win it by 24. So I am hopping on the Bengals minus whatever the hell the number is. Three and a half still. <sighs> that fucking hook. You can buy it down. I'm not going to buy it down. I I think they're going to win by 25. Hell, if anything, I'd buy it up to six and a half. <laughs> or well, I, I would, I, I'd get some value over at six and a half. I mean, if anything, that's what I would think. But no, no, I'll, I will take whatever Vegas is giving us is what they really think. I, 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 think, I think that's the right line, though. Arch. Okay. No, I like it. I, I'm already on the bungles. Oh, you're already on the bungles. Oh, thank God. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that we can all be in some patico on this one. Pa- Panthers, go. Panthers, not on that one though. So thank God we don't have like a <laughs> an unbelievable <laughs> uh, everyone kiss of death. That's right, thank, right, that right. thank God on that one. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to my next thing. I got Titans at Patriots. Patriots minus seven is ugly as hell, mm. but I just like this game. My, my history of betting with the Pats is great. Well, my history of betting with the Titans uh, is terrible. And to me, this may be a game of regression, but I like the Pats. I, you were lean on this one, Arch, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, are, are you still waving the white flag on this game? Is it yeah, just too I'm, close? I'm, I'm, wa- I'm waving the white flag on this one. I, I do think the Pats should win. If they win, I think they probably should cover, but eh, I don't like this one. Here's the thing. I just look at Vrabel and Belichick, and I I feel like this is the kind of win where Belichick is going to keep the starters in all game. This is the kind of this is the kind of thing where even if they're absolutely spanking their opponent, they're gonna they're gonna continue to spank. I don't know if the Patriots. I don't think they're gonna spank them. I think a touchdown win is probably seems seems accurate. I hear you. I okay. I and and that's why and that's why I do have a little bit of agita regarding this matchup. But to be frank, I my every time that I try and bet anything on the Titans, it is again, it is like betting on spreads for me. I'm just gonna say it like that. <laughs> it's like betting on spreads for me. It's not good. So I'm. I, I really think that this is a this is a Pat's runaway victory. And Ooh, so I I, I am like ta- it. So I'm taking I am taking the Pats minus the seven. I mean, I'm even thinking about some other some some other alt strategy related stuff, Ooh. but I uh, like go go taking like maybe like a seven and a half, maybe, Ooh, and because 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 that because that could I think uh, make it make it be a plus day, and you, we all know how field goal kickers are going or how doing this year, and yeah, yeah, yeah. how extra points go throughout the year. It's a mess. It's not good. That seven and a half. It's not as scary as it used to be when they push that uh, uh, the extra point back to the thirty five. <laughs> so. And I mean, that's that that that's at least where I'm at on that one. Now, I got one last game here. Browns at Ravens. Now, call me crazy, but divisional matchups are weird, especially AFC North ones. Now, Panther is speaking to me on his pick here, and it may be really public, but I love the Ravens to cover the three and a half points at home. I could very easily see this game uh, going into the fourth with Cleveland down by 10, really just needing to put points on the board. So I'm. To be frank, I I'm I am loving the Ravens on this one, and also I'm gonna I'm gonna add this one to my strategy of betting spreads, and I'm taking the under because divisional matchups are weird. Okay, I I like the underplay. Um, I I think you might be onto something there. I I definitely think, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens won by a touchdown, three and a half. You know, it's always that weird number. Uh, you know, hell, square sucker plays they do hit. 
You're calling me a square sucker right here? No, no, I'm just saying square sucker plays hit. Those are two separate sentiments that have nothing to do with each other. I, okay, I, okay. But you're calling this play a square soccer play, right? I'm just, I'm saying I, it's Ravens minus three and a half seems plausible. And then I'm saying completely unrelated square soccer plays hit. <laughs> okay. I'm learning so much from you today, Arch. You, it sounds like you're immunized, but you might not be vaccinated is what you're saying. <laughs> that, that's what, that's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> that's it. I just don't want to piss people off. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm terrified. So yeah. And and I just wish that you grow a damn pair and tell me how you feel, damn it, Arch. Okay, damn it. <laughs> well, Arch, you got anything else you want to throw out to the listeners this morning? No, I think I think we covered everything under the sun. We um, actually really did. We did. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about uh, God allegories. We talked yeah. about we talked about. Uh, I mean, a lot of good stuff. So, folks, that's all we got for you this morning. Buy a sweater at AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. It's our Hess truck. You can follow us on the uh, the whole podcast on Twitter at Betting Absolute. Follow Arch at Arch's Action. I'm at Saxy Maxi. And when it's all said and done, let's make some money, fools. <laughs>